Hold on to your pinstripes. Juan Soto to the Yankees. Shohei Otani wants to mute teams, but is that really how this should go? And Jalen Hurts and some of the bizarre conversations in his space this week. All with this national panel. Also, Giannis from the top of the key to the other rim. How many dribbles? Two! One. Two! Let's go around the horn! not allowed. There's a gather and do that. One dribble. That's how it looks on a good thing. Oh, baby, the Juan Soto sweepstakes. On the verge of happening as of our tape time. Reports a trade to the Yankees is close. John Morosi, MLB reporting on the verge of being finalized. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, could be consummated in the next few days or day. AP reporting Padres are to have a meeting between Soto and their new manager on December 17th which is not in the next few days. <laughs> Might not be in time. Pablo Estore to you in New York. Yankees need to do this. Padres need to do this. Uh, I mean, the Yankees need to do this, Tony, because this tastes like nostalgia. This tastes like my childhood. Just the idea that, of course, the Yankees wind up with Juan Soto. I don't care that he's up after this year, potentially. I like the fact that 314 feet is the distance between home plate and the right field porch, Tony. And this guy is the best left-handed hitter available, maybe the best left-handed hitter in the game itself. And so when you have a guy who has been projected to be a Ted Williams-type figure in terms of both batting average and batting eye, a guy who is in Mickey Mantle territory when it comes to walks before age 25, and you combine that with a team in the Yankees that have been shallow in their outfields, Look at how different things are within four days. It's not just Alex Verdugo. It's not just this. Dominguez will be back in the second half. All of this stuff looks very different for a team that needed help at this position, at this side of the plate, in this part of the field. So great deal to and get you. And you didn't even get to Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is also a free agent and possibly landing in New York. But it smells and it tastes like your childhood. I like the way you said that. Justin Tinsley, to you. Yeah, the Padres need pitching. The Yankees need help in left field. And the, re the real story in, 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 all, in all this, excuse me, rather, obviously, is Juan Soto. He's coming off a career-high 35 home runs, and, and he gets to go to New York for possibly a year or maybe even more. This is a guy who is third in active players in OPS. The other two are Mike Trout and potentially his next teammate in Aaron Judge. So he's looking at this like, wait a minute. I get the audition for an Otani-like contract this year. I get the bat potentially in front of Aaron Judge. And as Pablo just said, I get that right field wall. And those 35 home runs could potentially be 42 to 45. Sign me up for this. It's Drew Gutierrez. I think we would all agree it makes a lot of sense for the Yankees. Does it make sense for the Padres to do this? Yeah, it feels like they had to do it. They've already talked about having, wanting to trim payroll. They're not going to pay him the enormous contract that uh, he's going to deserve when he's a free agent again in a year. So I, I do think it makes sense for the Padres. And to, speaking of Pablo's childhood, it's my entire adult life, my entire life. Every time, this is always true about the Yankees. <laughs> During the season, if they're really good, they're going to make a move to get better. In the offseason, if they disappointed the year before, they're going to make a huge move to get better. And Brian Cashman called last season a disaster, 82-80. and 80. And so you knew this was going to happen. You 
give them, the Yankees, sort of the, the heads up and the upper leg, the upper hand, rather, in negotiations when he is a free agent. He is going to have the motivation to have a huge season, even bigger, because he's going into a free agency season uh, soon. So, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer for the Yankees, and the Padres, unfortunately, kind of had to do this. And now, Mina Kimes. Welcome back, Mina, on Soto and the Yankees. The Yankee side of it is interesting to me because typically when they make a movie like this, we all say, oh, the rich get richer. But in this case, they weren't rich in the outfield. They were desperate. They weren't just shallow, as Pablo said. Uh, from a war perspective, they were the worst uh, outfield in baseball. Left-handed hitting, they were the yep. worst in baseball and OBP. So, of course, in Juan Soto, they get a guy who shores up both. When they sign Alex Verdugo, who was another left-handed outfielder, it kind of felt like, you know, just like an appetizer to the meal to come. And this was quite the makeover for a group that really needed help. Mm-hmm. We don't have any specifics right now as of our tape time on, on who it possibly, but it does not appear to be Jason Dominguez, the famed Martian and the, and the top prospect on the hitting side for the New York Yankees. One of the things that gets lost in all this, Soto is just 25. He just turned 25. How old was Aaron yes. Judge in his rookie of the year year, many? 25. The Yankees, if they're getting this Soto right now before, you think about prospects, you're trading away the future. Th- think of him as a prospect. He's 25 he and still doing it now. So that's hot stove news number one. Hot stove news number two, the Otani sweepstakes. Let's go around that horn. And the mute button involved here? How about this? Otani's team has stated a preference for silence in negotiations. We'll reportedly hold it against the team if negotiations go public. So this week, word of a Blue Jays meeting got out. Got to imagine that wasn't what was wanted. Report of a meeting with the Cubs also got out, which the Cubs were upset about. But those were just reports. Dave Roberts himself went out one step further, talked it up at winter meetings, said Otani's the Dodgers' top priority, which seemed to put the Dodgers out there. Could they be in the doghouse too? They say they don't know. Mina, this is fascinating. Is Otani's no-leak mute button clause here, so to speak, a good idea? Is he allowed to dictate his own terms for his own career? Is this bad? Look for Otani and bad for baseball. Oh, my God. The Dodgers are going after Otani. I'm shocked. What a revelation. Wouldn't have known. Um, I, I think with the, to actually answer your question, you got to distinguish between what's good for baseball and what's good for Shohei Otani here because they're actually different things. Um, you know, when it comes to privacy – Otani seems clearly more likely to send the winning team a gift basket to hearken to another notoriously secretive (laughs) baseball player than to hold the decision part two. And frankly, uh, that is bad for baseball because it would be good if he was more public. Beyond this uh, free agency aspect, it would be good if he was a more outspoken figure generally because he is such a superstar. I would love to know more about Shohei Otani. I would love to know the name of his dog, as our colleague Buster only uh, said would not be revealed. But it's not what he wants, and ultimately he doesn't owe baseball as a business anything. He should be doing what's best for him. If he wants to keep this quiet, so be it. For Gutierrez? 
Well, I don't think the public negotiation necessarily is that interesting, frankly. Yes, which team might he go to? Crazy interesting, but we can have these conversations whether he's publicly discussing it or whether the teams are publicly discussing it. Dave Roberts putting out there that he met with him after being asked a question, well, would Shohei's team prefer he just flat out lied? No, you just got to go ahead and roll with the punches. And if you assume that Shohei is going to choose against the Dodgers because of what Dave Roberts said, which was a bunch of nothing, uh, then yeah, that seems like a, a questionable decision. I mean, you could argue that Ron Washington, the Angels' new manager, uh, let out more when he said, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. And again, I don't know why we're keeping cats in bags, but he gave something up there. Oh, the Angels are still in this thing. And a lot of people thought that they were because he has that comfort of home. So yeah, I don't think there's that much to the, the muting of it. I don't think this keeps interest from happening. We're still discussing it at the top of the show. Justin Tinsley? Yeah, so is this a bad move for Otani? Hell no. He's going to get paid regardless. He's going to get a half a billion dollars whether he says whether he says this or recites the entire dictionary that's not the problem he's he's free to move and conduct business however he wants but on the other hand i also look at it as a missed opportunity for baseball when we look at leagues like the nfl and the nba we we see them as 12 month sports a large part because we've invested into the stories that go into free agency good and bad i'll admit that so and 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 sports are built around a limited number of super rare athletes in high status well guess what in this case uh, Otani is the supply. He is the status. He is the biggest story in baseball. And I think, honestly, there's a way to talk about this where you can own the story. And Otani doesn't have to say a word because he's that he's that endearing. He's that polarizing. He's that fascinating of a baseball player. So when I look at it, it's all respect to Otani. Move how you want to move. But I, I just think this is also a, a missed opportunity at large for the game of baseball. And Pablo Torre. See, I'm going to go the other way, though, in terms of his branding at this point. Because, yes, I'd love a rose ceremony, of course, Shohei Otani handing this, <laughs> these, these uh, awards out to people. But I would love for us to actually realize what we've done here on this show. He now has a persona. He's the guy who doesn't want you to know his persona. Like, that's actually a bit of a caricature and extreme because it's just so rare in sports these days. So, so that's now who he is in our, in our cinematic universe, which is interesting. My disappointment is that all of these teams in the Otani Derby aren't all making fake Jeff Pass and Twitter accounts, leaking stuff as if it's from the teams that met with them. Total missed opportunity to undermine everybody else, but it's making fake accounts where the letter S in a Jeff oh, Pass and I hear what is, you're like a, is a number five right. or something. Yeah. So it wasn't that the I Blue Jays leaked that they the met time. with him. It's that the Yankees met, leaked that the Blue Jays met with him to get an yeah. upper hand counter, so he wouldn't go to Toronto. You really are nefarious, Pablo Torre. Israel Gutierrez, I'll give you the last word here. Ideas, man. Can I just say this? Am I crazy or was LeBron James roasted for the decision? Was it not called the most narcissistic right, move right. in the you're, history Right, right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And everything else. No. And now we want Shohei to do the right. exact the same thing. Right. The idea was LeBron was a prima donna and now Otani's a prima donna for not wanting people to talk. I get it. But you people are reporters. You should want people to talk. You should want to try to get people to talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. I personally love the decision. Mm-hmm. Fire cell next. We're going to talk some NFL, the rash of injury of quarterbacks, and what are these side conversations about Jalen Hurts this week? Next. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. The NFL's... QB injury problem. More than half the AFC is with a quarterback they didn't start the season with right now. More than half the AFC playoff teams right now are in that position as well. Latest on Trevor Lawrence is still no timeline, though he feels better, he said today. It's possible this happens every year, Mina. It's possible, you know, every year we have a spotlight on the QB position. But is this year something different? Well... According to ESPN's stats and info, um, when you look at the percentage of starts from quarterbacks who started week one, they're actually not down. In fact, they're higher than they've been in years. Right. We've okay. seen more starters. Yeah. But, however, um, there have been a lot of high-profile injuries in the same conference. I think that's what makes this feel worse when you look at the AFC standings, you look at the, the teams that are in the playoff hunt, and you realize how many backups there are right now. That'll change. That's why it feels concentrated, I think, because it's not spread evenly. Let me ask you a follow-up question real quick then. Uh, roster construction has been under spotlight here that starting quarterbacks make such a big part of the salary for a team. Backups both aren't as well paid and nearly as good then as years past. Do you believe that? No, I think it really depends on the team and the way that they're built. A lot of times um, when you look at teams where the, de- the backups are flourishing or at least playing at a competent level, it's because the rosters are good. Then you look at the team that's become the case study for quarterback. Incompetence in New York Jets, well, a lot of that incompetence has to do with the build around the quarterback. Israel Gutierrez, what do you buy, what do you sell here? Well, to me, it just tells me what I'm selling is that you can't keep the quarterback safe. No matter what rules you put in place, even at that position, if the game is just too violent, then you can't keep them safe. And that's what sort of aggravates me even more about some of these nonsense roughing the passer penalties. When that's not going to keep the uh, with our current rules aren't going to keep these pass rushers safe. Why are we making all these crazy rules and making defense that much more difficult? Let's just be real. The game is violent for everybody, including the quarterback. Justin Tinsley. 
Yeah, this, to me, this is an unfortunate cost of doing business. When you have a franchise court, quarterback, that means you hope your backup quarterback is the most recognizable guy on the sideline because he never has his helmet on. But if he does get into the game, hopefully he balls out and we don't miss a step. But we know that's not really realistic. Uh, this this is just an, an unfortunate anomaly, and it's nothing. It, it's nothing you can really do to protect the quarterbacks more than they already are. So, I hope it's just an anomaly and not a trend moving forward. Of yeah, I appreciate Mina's statistical citations. I saw Joe Flacco in an NFL game this week. Like, there's a Punxsutawney Phil dynamic to just like, wait, now he's back. And wait a minute, now this sport, which has been, of course, so entertaining for so long that we stopped questioning it. It feels mediocre across the board because there are no great teams in that same way. And there are guys that we just thought were out of the league who are now back. Like that to me just ends, it ends in a feeling, Tony, if not an actual statistical reality. It feels that way. Is Jalen Hurts injured? Philly doesn't have him on an injury report. And I asked this because multiple somewhat odd conversations surrounding him this week. Former quarterback David Carr on NFL Total Access saying the Eagles need to let Hurts get healthy. But also, Hurts isn't comfortable nor good reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. So then he said the Eagles should look into having a conversation and maybe play Marcus Mariota. You can see the quote about Mariota right there on the screen. There was that. And there was a Philly Inquirer column from Mike Sealski. Jalen Hurts is admired and beloved here, but Brock Purdy would be a god in Philadelphia. A god. Mina, these are... Odd conversations about a guy who's top five in MVP the last couple of years. What is the scrutiny in Hurts right now? There's a lot going on here. Um, first thing I want to hit is Jalen Hurts as a traditional drop back passer uh, regarding Carr's comments. Since last year, in the pocket, when you take out play action, he has the highest on-target percentage in the NFL and the second-best QBR and yards per attempt. So the stats are what they are. Now, that said, I do think he is playing slightly worse this year, but I would contend a lot of that is actually because of uh, his abilities as a runner, which cuts to your questions about his injury. In fact, when he carries the football, last year he was fifth in EPA per play, this year down to 22nd. I think that's responsible for a lot of the Eagles' struggles on offense. You know, I would contend that no matter how good your offensive line is, sitting back there and reading a defense and going through your progressions is very hard. I mean, Tua Tungavailoa gets so much credit for getting rid of the ball early, and that's because he's making these decisions pre-snaps, okay? So once you sit there and this, you're getting this crazy rush against you, it like makes life more difficult. But people weren't saying these things about Jalen Hurts when he was leading his team to 35 points and 374 yards of offense in the Super Bowl. No, no quarterback is going to be perfect, and if he plays to his strengths, he plays to his strengths. But I've seen a guy who has mean said hasn't been running the same and it's still affecting it's affecting his numbers in the running game but it's also affecting his team because he is their best runner okay so with your eyes you're seeing maybe he's lost some burst this year for whatever reason Justin Tinsley this is some scrutiny on a guy who's lost two games this season made the Super Bowl last year yeah, look, is, is Jalen Hurts above reproach? No, nobody is. But look, this is a guy who has lost three times in this calendar year. This is a guy who has been the starting quarterback for a franchise that has the best record in football starting from last season. So, like, I don't understand where this conversation about his job and job security comes from. Again, he's not above reproach, but this guy is far and away one of the best quarterbacks in this league and an MVP candidate. Yeah, this story feels to me more like the promotion around certain takes as opposed to the takes themselves. Because if David Carr is saying, look, the guy is not the same when he's moving around back there, and so they should consider how to protect him 
and maybe consider like, okay, how bad is Mariota relative to him from a pocket passing perspective? Not so controversial. If Mike Sielski is saying, okay, hold on, here we have a guy in Brock Purdy who's the last pick in the draft, he would be a bigger underdog. Would Philadelphia love him more than any other conceivable guy for all sorts of demographic characteristics? Not so controversial. But if it feels like an attack on Jalen Hurts, who is, of course, very, very good at football, then I can see why, of course, there's a firestorm around it. You know, I'll give you a last word there. Yeah, it, it's the Marcus Mariota would be better aspect of the take that's actually the most objectionable. I, I don't want to be mean, but if you watch Marcus Mariota uh, when he started in Atlanta, it, it wasn't very pretty, and I don't think it would be an upgrade on even hampered Jalen Hurts. Great to have you back, Mita Combs. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Justin Tinsley. Israel Gutierrez, Pablo Torre. That's our showdown next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Who forgot to tell the Bucks point differential was no longer a tiebreaker in the in-season tournament? 146-122 running the Knicks off the court. I guess the gather is that first dribble, and then it's one dribble for three quarters of the floor for Giannis. Can't get over that. Lakers beat Phoenix. Make a call here. Timeout or loose ball. A little bit of a controversy. Lakers win the controversy, win the game. LeBron said the in-season tournament has alpha male competitors coming up big. <clears throat> Your takeaway, Israel? My takeaway is what has happened to the Eastern Conference. You've got the Bucks scoring 37 points every quarter, and they're about to play the Indiana Pacers, who score like 150 points a game. I do not recognize this conference. Mm-hmm. Pablo? My takeaway is that Adam Silver was right. I doubted this entire premise, yep. but now LeBron is pumping this thing up. The court's being weird works. People are wondering, what's that? And you have officiating controversies if these games actually matter in December. I, we did this a remarkable win. So you're not Adam the first Silver. panelist to take a mea culpa. What we do... Support mea culpas from our panelists when they do come. It is working. It's pretty exciting. We'll move on. Hughes really family is. reunion last night name, on ice. All three Hughes brothers, of course, played in the Devils Canucks game, and they filled up the stat sheet. Two goals, four assists combined for the Hughes. Jersey six, Vancouver five in a bonkers game. Pablo, who won the night? Luke, Jack, or Quinn? Tony, the answer here is easy as somebody who has just moved on from, uh, you know, having Violet be in a crib. It's the parents, man. Ellen Hughes especially. Maybe I, you know, 
just I'm insecure as a dad, but clearly it's the mom. Has to be Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This was cute and all, but take me back to Ottawa versus Florida, where there were the, Canuck, the Kachuk brothers on different teams, and they were fighting. No, that was a good and one, too. They weren't fighting each the other. They were chirping That was a other. good family program right there. They didn't right fight. There. They chirped at each other, but you're right. In this case, dad is an all-timer. Mom is an all-American, all-of-fame player. This is the yes. news family in general. Take the time, Pablo Torres. Thank you, Tony. I wanted to shout out Action Bronson, a guest on my show, Pablo Torre Finds That, which you can find on all platforms wherever you consume such podcasts. Because I asked him, hey, why'd you do this show? And I thought it was maybe, you know, his appreciation for my former career as a literary magazine journalist. And no, he said very clearly, it's because he watches Around the Horn. So thank you, Around the Horn. Thank you, Action Bronson, my guy, for making my favorite action. thing I probably have done, I've probably done in my life, honestly.